Well, hello, hello, and welcome to the first ever episode of the Tortured Poets podcast. We are your hosts, Justine and Mallory. Let's yeah. dive in. I totally just realized that my username says Mallory Port. Oh, I love that. My last passport, I renewed as Justine DeBoer because I'm still emotionally attached to my maiden name. Um. Oh one time when I was pregnant, I made, I booked myself a flight and I was like in a rush. It was like a last minute decision to do this traveling. And I booked the flight at like 11 o'clock at night and I was six months pregnant. And when I went to board my plane, they stopped me because my password said Mallory Port and my boarding pass or my passport said Mallory Jardine and my boarding pass said yeah. Mallory Port, which was even more embarrassing because like you would think that I would have my maiden name still on my passport and then I asked and then I typed in my married name no yeah. I fully blanked and typed in and this was after I'd already been married for like six years so yeah well if I'm being I'm if I'm being honest the real reason that I'm, my maiden name was on my passport is because I went to LA for the heiress tour last summer and my passport had expired um and because I do everything at the last possible minute by the time I went to go renew my passport in order to make my concert, uh, the passport office was on strike, which was super fun. And so by the time they were not on strike, it was like, you can either get a passport with your married name and then you have to start the application completely from scratch, or you can just renew it with your maiden name. And I was like, yep, we're going to do that. So now anytime that I book an international flight, it's <clears throat> under my maiden name is a strange one, my born name. So anyway... All of that to say, it is all centered around the trip that I made to go see the Queen, our Lord and Savior, Taylor Allison Swift, Dr. Taylor Allison Swift. <laughs> and after years and years of talking and talking and talking about her prolific body of work, when she announced the Tortured Poets Department at the Grammys, we I knew, knew myself. in the words of Rafiki, it is time. And here we are. I'm so happy that, to be here, Mallory. That level of drama was perfection. That's, you nailed that. You nailed that. Also, when she announced, I kid you not, I was sitting on the edge of my couch seat. And I called Harlow into the room, my 10-year-old daughter, Harlow, who is also a Swifty. And she rep is her era. Like that's her favorite. Mm. Here I am thinking she's gonna announce rep, and I call her yeah. on the room. I say it's coming, it's coming, it's time. And she runs in and she goes on her spiel and she says, "I've had this two years in the in the works in the works mm -hmm. for two years." And I thought, okay, weird that she's worked on re reputation for two years, but like, okay, what's coming with reputation? And then she said, "My new album," and I literally my jaw dropped. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. all the feels, and then I looked over at Sean, and he was like, "That reaction was a little much." And I was like, "It absolutely wasn't." And then I immediately picked up my phone and called you. Um, that was a little much. Could be the title of both of our memoirs. <laughs> and after you, so you called me, and I'm like, coming off the back end of a three day long trade show. I'm so sleep deprived. I'm trying to unpack the booth. And talking to you, I'm so excited. I'm walking around literally dropping things 
people are I looking could... at me. I'm like, I'm being so unsafe right now. I eventually hung up with you. And then I said to the next person I saw, I'm like, don't stop him. And she was like, okay. Like, you're like, I need to unpack and then unpack all my emotions. I know. She's like, I'm, I'm excited for you. I'm like, <laughs> so that was incredible. And then what was it? The next day, the day after she released the set list, which if I can describe it in one word, it is vicious. I think that set list is or track list. Track list. Track list is vicious. Right off the bat, like when I saw her outfit from the Grammys and she released this and it was all monochromatic and I was like, and the fact that it was called the, the tortured poets department, this is going to be like folklore, like gothic folklore meets rap. It is also, I think, like it is over for yogurt, yogurt boy. Like he had his time. <laughs> boy. And call him. I, I saw it somewhere on like a meme. Someone said something about yogurt boy. And I was like, that is incredible. But I think that we are going to see a not rewriting of history, but a bringing to light of her story haha <laughs> just came her up with that story. one right now <laughs> um, that I think that you know and I, I messaged you about this earlier today in a text message that like okay so I'm going to be really interested to not only think about reputation and lover as we listen to tortured poets department but also folklore and evermore because yes. you and I have talked about we never really fully believed that that was all make-believe I think no. that that was just a posturing thing because she was incredibly protective of her relationship and some yes. of the cracks in that facade happened in evermore mm-hmm. so what we were talking about specifically was in invisible string she talks about all the different beautiful colors that connected them about how he threw blankets over her barbed wire or no, about how he um, wrapped all her past mistakes in barbed wire. Yes. Yeah. Then you get to track five on Evermore with Tolerate It. It's like, where's that man who threw blankets over my barbed wire? Like, I used my best colors for your portrait. I painted you in the best possible light. Yeah. And you tolerated it. And then now with well, this one, like, so long, London. Okay. Uh, and the smallest man who ever lived. Oh, I can't wait for that one. Okay, we need to go in order. We need to yes. start with the first song on the track list. Mm-hmm. We need to go through and we need to just give our thoughts because, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. because so, I've been wanting to thought vomit for and real vomit because I yes. am getting a stomach flu, but I've wanted to thought yeah. vomit this since she announced. Yes. And like, yeah. Yes. And also before we dive into this, the track list one by one, I want to also mention that one of the things that we talked about was that you know, with reputation, it was, there will be no explanation. There will just be reputation. And now I think that we are going to get everything that was held back. It is going to be all explanation. Yeah. I hope. Okay. So I'm clicking on her. Um, Oh, that's Taylor Nation, not Taylor Swift. Here's Taylor Swift. Okay. Drop my glasses. Are you clicking to the track list from her Instagram? Yes. How can you even read that? I had to take a screenshot from Wikipedia. Oh, I'm zooming it. I'm zooming. Because I'm such an elder millennial. Okay. Um, first, first up. First of all, Post Malone. <gasps> when I saw that, like, 
we've mentioned a lot of possible collabs for Taylor, like Olivia Rodrigo, um, mm-hmm. even um, Sabrina Carpenter. Yeah, like there's so many. Okay. Yeah. Post Malone has never really crossed my mind. As I would a have collaboration been- with Taylor. I would have expected Drake before yes. Post Malone. Although in hindsight, like there has been like references to each other's work, like between Post Malone and Taylor and all that jazz. So like not completely out of left field, but also like Post Malone and Florence and the Machine did not see that coming. That just feeds my feminist soul. I can't wait. I have such high expectations of this being a pure like rage album a la mad woman you know what i just realized we're gonna have to do a live listen together like the first time for sure okay but let's start with fortnite first impressions immediate thought my son loves that game oh you went to the game because I, I have an eight-year-old boy in the house right and that's fair into Fortnite, and that was like i was like oh Fortnite. so that's, i clearly did not think that taylor swift wrote a song about Fortnite. isn't but. a Fortnite two weeks oh i don't know so my thought is if a Fortnite was two weeks then i think two weeks notice as in like i'm quitting yeah so that was yeah. my initial thing i okay. don't totally know what to expect from this track except that like a fortnight just like that term makes me think historical like it it has like a lot of gravitas (laughs) versus like two weeks notice and maybe we'll see a little bit of the like I don't know some of the imagery from like the great war coming through and stuff like that see and I instantly go to google because this is what i do like mm-hmm. i there's always a deeper meaning i know like always oh wait till we get to clara bow i did some research on that one I've been try- okay I okay we'll get to it we'll okay. get to it but all first right, of so all Fortnite, let's just agree that we don't really know what to expect with we that don't know one, what to expect they're gonna kill it and i feel like it's probably gonna be one of the first singles yeah, the first. and i think that it is going to really sonically set the stage for the album in the same way that like state of grace and welcome to new york yes. really did like you know welcome to new york it's a uh, new sound i could dance to this beat forevermore like it was such a like punchy this is something a new like a banger yes. right off the bat yeah and so i think that there's going to be something about Fortnite that says like this is what to expect for the rest of the album yeah so okay. that is probably as much as i could guess yeah about Fortnite makes me really excited for it because I honestly have no inkling I know I like I feel like it's gonna come in big yes okay the tortured poets department the title track I feel like I hear the tortured poets department and I see the Heim sisters and I see Lana Del Rey and I see Taylor and I yes. see Gracie Abrams and I see all of them. Just, yes. I have this visual of them sitting together, just mocking and laughing over the men that have scorned them. Yes. And contemplating how they're going to use all that to just. Yes. And the like the launch images 
they state like Taylor signing off as the chairman of yes, the torture poets department, which implies that there is a committee. Yes. And I also think it's really worth, have you heard the link to Yogurt Boy about this title? Yes. So yeah, so boys club. Yes, so Yogurt Boy and Paul Mezcal, who is the ex of Phoebe Bridgers and someone else, they had a group chat called the Tortured Men's Group. Yes. Something like that. And so there is allegedly, this is a bit of a that's supposed to be digging like a shovel hitting the devil <laughs> and you're throwing over um listeners will not even get the gesture with that absolutely so not noise it's fine that's why i just need to i'm not great at onomatopoeia but we're just gonna go with it <laughs> um so anyway i think that like that's gonna be a bit of a dig track i'm expecting it to be mm. a little like sarcastic and satirical yes. kind of like blank yes. space came that out hurt, with this sure. like and when we think about so my hope, I guess, when it comes to like where we're going with this is like You're Losing Me was released as a vault track on the end of Midnight's. Yeah. And it was the first, really, because like Midnight's, it was kind of like, okay, we think a breakup album, da da da. And then we got You're Losing Me. It's like, absolutely, breakup mm-hmm. album. She was done with him, but again, still painting him in the best colors. Yeah. Um, but I think that, what is it, the line in um you're losing me where it's like uh my pain is such uh what's the word imposition Uh, yes yes and so I wonder if there's going to be something in this track that comments on almost like the peace Mm -hmm. peace from folklore was such a genuine vulnerable track yeah and I think that we're gonna start to see the edges come out on that yeah yeah because how do you take a woman like Taylor Swift and, and try to belittle her and make her feel small in the world because you're not comfortable with her being big in the world? That mm-hmm. girl, woman was never intended to be small. And yeah. I think she tried because she loved him so yep. much. And yep. now opening her eyes with all her friends who are amazing human, human beings who are all writers, just like mm-hmm. she is. Like, they're just going to tear apart the narrative that Joe was trying to write for them, for her mm-hmm. and him. Like they're just gonna laugh in his face at the fact that you almost did it. I you almost wrote this small little life for this yes. bigger than life woman. I hope there's a William Bowery dig. Really? I don't even know if I honestly and this is for a story for another time but I don't even know if I actually believe that Joe's William Bowery well I think that the in Bejeweled um when it's like did all the extra credit and got graded on a curve oh I think that there's an element that I and I mean we're we're gonna get we're currently getting a little bit off of the like expectations of the track into like speculation and stuff like that which I don't necessarily want to do because like whatever um <laughs> for many reasons but mm-hmm. um but yeah i really wonder especially again another pin in another rabbit hole the seven husbands of evelyn hugo like if you've read that book it's now i have to read it i was literally absolutely just today i was thinking i have to read these books now that people think we're inspired by if not written by Taylor. yes just because the way that they kind of describe mm-hmm. the moves that happen behind the scenes in celebrity dynamics like 
the PR, the like the money at stake, all of the things are a lot. I don't know. They have a lot more gravitas than us little peasants can really wrap our heads around. And I wonder how much as things started to get um, out of the honeymoon stage and into a little more of the like the signs of what had their relationship fall apart from what we can tell, which is like, you know, him feeling threatened by her, whatever. Um, I wonder if there was an attempt to appease that and being like, well, your star can rise with me. But if that wasn't enough for him. And then for her, it's a little bit of bitterness that it's like, I did everything I could to. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. But all of that to say, I think I maybe tortured poets department will be a little bit of a like over the top, like, oh, we love to hear I'm being petty, but cutting. Yeah. And that's my favorite Taylor Swift. Me too. Me like, too. Queen. So can't have nice things. This is what we can't have nice things because my boy only breaks his favorite toys. <laughs> oh, what a lead in. What, what a, a lead in. Again, I think we're going to see a lot of echoes of things like reputation yeah. and lover being eviscerated in and here. And I definitely think that this is going to be a Joe song because it only makes sense that he's breaking down. Like, I, cause I think, I think, and again, speculation, and that's not what we're trying to do, but I mean, who doesn't? Um, <laughs> I think that we can speculate as long as we also acknowledge that like that we're speculating. The, the, the disclaimer for the rest of the episodes that we record is that respectfully she is a human being who has a yeah. right to her privacy and her own experiences. And we are playing in the speculation and imagination of what is revealed to the public. Yes. And we hope that if Taylor ever listened to anything that we said, it wouldn't feel like a dig. No. <laughs> That's yeah. always- I think it's it's kind of fair to say too about Taylor, like, and she's been vocal about this, is that she understands her life isn't private. The lifestyle mm-hmm. she has, it's not private. And I think mm-hmm. that she does give us hints and clues through her music as to what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I think she does want us to have little bits and pieces without telling the whole story. But for and- us to be able to to kind of come up with those assumptions because yeah. it's a way of her being able to shed light on it without yes. actually having to put the whole spotlight on it. Yes. And then she gives confirmation in her own time. Exactly. And and on that note, I think that we're going to see a shift in, I mean, we already have seen a shift in how she relates to her fans post Yogurt Boy. Um, yeah. I can't stop calling him that now that I started. Um, <laughs> sorry, dude. I, but yeah, in terms of like, I think that she, there was an element of like for a while, it was necessary that she was as private and quiet as she was. And I think that there was a point that that started to come at a cost to her. Um, And since that relationship ended and she had the freedom to engage in a little more of a authentic to her versus to the relationship way. um, Yeah, that changed. And I think that we're going to continue to see. We also have to remember that this is the same Taylor Swift that wrote songs like the story of us and nothing better than revenge. And, you know, like, and dear John, this girl really if she doesn't care if something's kept a secret, she will sprinkle details. My favorite thing, I, well, one of my favorite things in all too well 10 minute version is uh, just between us, did the love affair maim you? And it's like, oh yeah, just between us and 7 billion people. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, especially because he said, don't you dare write a song about me. Yep. Okay, 
So, so so my boy only breaks his favorite toys, I think is going to be a bit of a patronizing mm-hmm. tone. Um, kind of like, yeah, like this is why we can't have nice things, but mm-hmm. directed at male fragility. Yes. Yeah. I think so too. I think it's like she is a um jab at his ego. Mm-hmm. And therefore, it's almost like having a little fit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like a man, when you make him feel less than... Um, why do I have to break what I love so much uh, from Afterglow? She reversed the narrative. Because she, I think, was made to feel that she was the problem. Yes. For so long. Yes. And she made peace by accepting responsibility for things that weren't completely on mm-hmm. her. And I think that she, you know, got out of that like fawning phase mm-hmm. and really started to own as well. Like, no, I'm not the only one here. So maybe, maybe I'm projecting my own experience onto our queen, but, <laughs> but that's it's what I'm kind of hoping. You know what? Taylor loves it when you can. It's the songs are, they're not about her. The songs are about us. Yes. So, okay. Okay, next. Down track bad. Four. Down bad. No clue. It gives me bad blood vibes, but only because I think the word bad is in there and it's two words. Down but it's bad. like down bad. Like, what does that mean? Like, it's going down bad, but like down know. badly would be grammatically correct. So right. like, That's what is cool. down bad? Down bad meaning. me. It comes up right away. Ooh, Urban Dictionary defines down bad as the feeling of being so attracted to someone you almost feel depressed that you two aren't together. But it's mostly used to refer to the basic feelings of longing, desperation, sadness, depression, and loneliness. That makes me think of the meme that I saw of a meme. I don't know, someone's tweet that was like, with this album coming out, it's like, I've never looked so forward to being depressed. (laughs) (laughs) So down bad. It's almost like the opposite of Lavender Haze. Yes. Yeah. Being so attracted to someone, you almost feel depressed that you two aren't together. You know who I'm thinking immediately. 100%. I'm low key. Like, can we like juxtapose this with, I don't know if that's the right way to use juxtapose, but with um, snow on the beach, is there room for that? Stars by the pocket full, you wanting me tonight feels impossible impossible Um, yes interesting down bad and i knew you i cursed for the longest time oh how curse you for the longest time chasing shadows in the grocery line i knew you you once the thrill expired and you'd be standing standing in the front porch light right like come back to me you want something so bad that it almost makes you depressed Betty, knowing that down, knowing what down bad means, I'm really looking forward to giving that more consideration. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because at first I was like, I was like, what down under? Is this like an Australian song? Like what? I thought it was going to be something kind of more like I like the I did something bad type type of vibe or like um, like what you made me do. Like I thought it was going to be more of like a rebellious tone of a song mm-hmm. but I think it's more of like a um what's the song where she says I want you so bad or 
gorgeous. Yes. Gorgeous. Oh, okay. Yes. I was thinking about that um, as yes. well. Was it, I think it was when we first started talking about down bad. That yeah. I would, yeah. You make me so happy. It turns back to sad. sad. There's nothing I hate more than what I can't what have. I can't have. Yes. So maybe, maybe there's a reflection of the beginning of her relationship with Joe in here too. Yeah. I would be really curious if it was like, because some of the things like as I get older, when I reflect back on some of my relationships and the things that I really like was gunning for, I don't even know how much of it was because I wanted it because it was good for me and how much of it was because I wanted it to be, and I'm putting this in air quotes, right. Because I didn't want to be quote wrong. Mm -hmm. And so, Mm -hmm. and so I wonder if down bad is going to have one of like her classic uh, story twists where like it starts one way and then ends the other way. And then I would, I would love if that led into so long London, where (laughs) it like starts with this idea of what you think it can be. You're consumed by it. And then you get to the end and like maybe down bad turns into like, no, no, I'm done. This is bad. Yeah. And then she'll never walk Cornelia street. again. I thought about that as soon as I heard so long London is Cornelia street even in London. I don't know. I just remember. So one of my favorite, um, Taylor podcasts is every single album by the ringer with Nora Princiati and Nathan Hubbard. And they, in their review of lover, when they talk about Cornelia street, it's hilarious. Cause like the, the I'll never walk Cornelia street again is actually this hilarious, like jab because apparently Cornelia street is a deep street. It's, it's, it's in New York. It's apparently so short and so wee that it's like to never walk Cornelia street again. It's not like you're saying, I'll Why never- did I always think it was in London or in England. I mean, I think because so much of their, stuff happened in England and Cornelia sounds English. Okay. But either way, it's in New York and, and it's just a hilarious thing to be like, I'll never walk Cornelia street, this tiny little like spot that you very rarely, it's not that much of a sacrifice to not do, but I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. Um, so, so long London obviously makes me wonder about the parallels to London boy. Yes. Right. You know, I love the London boy. I enjoy walking Camden market in the afternoon. He likes my American smile like a child when her eyes meet. Darling, I fancy you. Did you hear that or see that? Is it on TikTok? The rewrite of that? It's like, I love a football boy. Yes. Amazing. So good. Um, So yeah, really curious about So Long London being track five. Oh, yes. That would be track five. And how much insight we're going to get into the final moment because again part of where midnight's ended and I really want to revisit dear reader but part of where midnight's ended with you're losing me yeah it's like so long London you lost me yeah yeah so maybe we hear what actually it's gonna be a a, it's gonna be a a heart heart stopper I think it's gonna be very vulnerable very raw. Mm-hmm. I like low key imagine it a bit like Dear John in some respects because yes. it seems like letter yes. ask. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what do they call that? What kind of a poem is? Do they a lament? Yes, lamentations. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes. 
Isn't that a book in the Bible? It is. Oh. <laughs> sure I, is. I'm impressed that I knew that. There's I my still know. I still know the whole Old Testament song and oh, New yeah. Testament and song. Numbers and Deuteronomy. Joshua, remember when we drew pictures to help us learn it? And for Malachi, it was Mallory and you had long hair. So it was a ponytail yes. and then a kite. Yes. Malachite. Oh. And Mrs. V used to call me. I was going to say, hi, Mrs. V. Here, <laughs> Mrs. V used to call me Mela Labouche, and that was because she used to call me Mela Ladois, which I don't remember what that meant. What did Ladois mean? Anyways, Ladois, isn't that to the right? I have no idea. To the left, anyway, was right, left is gauche. In the seventh grade, when we were playing basketball, I bit my tongue. Like, do you remember the ball came up, my chin hit it, and I bit like a hole in my tongue? Oh, low key, yeah. And that's why she started calling me Mala Labouche because it meant sore up the mouth. But anyway, <laughs> off track. We need to go to the next one. Okay. This I, is for you, but I Daddy, I love him. Thoughts. I have thoughts. And, and I have feelings. I have thoughts. I have meltdowns in my head going on about this. I literally was talking to someone at work about this today because I literally. I'm waiting for this moment, Justine. But daddy, I love him. Talk to me. So many, so many glorious things about this title of this song. Number one, but daddy, I love him is a quote by Ariel. Oh, <gasps> that's right. But daddy, I love I him. Okay. Mm -hmm. Number two, Little Mermaid came out in what year? 1989 little mermaid was a movie about a girl who sacrificed her voice for a man she loved and finally in the year 2020 harry styles donned a shirt that said but daddy i love him i so many I... things satisfy my soul and it, i'm honestly I'm going to be tempted to just run to track six when this comes out. I'm not going to be able to, because we're going to do a live listen. Maybe if we have the patience to do that and wait to do that. I mean, but you have to stay up late for that one. I'm, I'm going to be awake. It's fine. I'm getting, I'm getting hot and bothered and the yep. sherping has to come off because it's, it's too much and it's stuck. I thought that you were going to lead with the Harry Styles shirt. With this, I didn't even realize the Little Mermaid connection. I had to save the best for last. It makes me wonder what Scott Swift was saying about Joe. Or about Harry Styles. I mean. Yeah, could, or about Harry Styles. She could, could write. Any of these songs can be technically written about any point in her life where she just felt very overly dramatic in songwriting. It's true. It's like overdramatic, it overdramatic and true. No, it, it, that's fair. That's fair. And I think especially like when we get to track 12, we'll have a little more to talk about with that. But um, that's interesting. So, but daddy, I love him kind of implies that she is being talked out of something. Yes. Yeah. With this. And so why? I feel like the whole Harry Styles shirt thing is probably a coincidence. It makes my heart hurt a little bit. I also think that she 
knows the hype around that man in her life, in her past. And I feel like at this point, they're friends. They're on good terms. It's probably just hilarious. She's going to throw out those breadcrumbs for those of us who are still eating them up. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think probably realistically, it does have a lot to do more with the fact that that quote comes from The Little Mermaid. The Little Mermaid is about a, a movie about a girl who gave up her voice for a boy. Mm-hmm. And, and then, yeah. And then I'm sure Scott had things to say. I wonder if it's going to be like a rewrite of the end of The Little Mermaid, the way that Love Story rewrote Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah. Curious. Curious and curiouser. So... That brings us to track seven. Fresh out uh out the slammer. Yeah, I fresh out the slammer. No idea. Jail. Out of jail. Oh. Free now. Maybe it's like maybe we're looking gonna see some of the like uh references to like towers and like being trapped and stuff like that. Some of that like But the slammer is more of like a disciplinary confinement right like mm-hmm. jail yeah but I mean if you were like put in the tower back in like castle times like locked away in a tower that was also being locked away and confined it was just a different version of it it was that mm-hmm. for like the royalty I don't know. but I know I don't know what to make of that one either because again yeah slammer implies that you have been locked up for doing something bad mm-hmm. and you're out of it now and so how are you behaving now that you have freedom yeah so maybe that one's gonna be like a girl power song oh maybe or maybe it refers to that period of her after reputation because you know society kind of locked her away and like canceled her for a little bit and now she's completely like in the past five years has made her comeback right Hmm. Like Lover, I would say, was not as career defining Mm-mm. as folklore. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. And folklore, Evermore. I feel like those are that's the time frame where she probably started writing this album. Or yeah, because she said that this one's been a secret for two years. Two years, right? So. 20, what that that would take us to 2022 beginning of 2022 you're losing me was written december 2021 right yes. but this could have been a song that she wrote it, it she could have wrote it anywhere between like 2019 2020 and it just didn't fit folklore evermore mm-hmm. i think it's gonna be i think it's gonna be a like post breakup freedom song Oh, maybe. I just don't, I don't get the, the the concept of jail with that. Well, I think like, if you think reputation, so, okay. When she did the cover for reputation, it was shot in the style of a mugshot because she was framed for something that she didn't do. Right. And there's references in what song is it where it's like put in jail for something. There's a reference to to being put in jail for something that you didn't do. I can't remember which song it is now. Um, But I wonder if it's like that metaphor being and it's possible that, that she is speaking about that, like coming out of the publicly 
punished yeah. time. Yeah. But it's also possible that <clears throat> what felt like freedom at the time in her relationship with Joe, because she was healing mm-hmm. when she was free of it in hindsight, actually, she felt very trapped. There's a line in one of her songs that has something to do with freedom on your lip freedom on no no I don't know anyway I'm I'm curious to see if that's going to be yeah referencing like a bigger picture mm-hmm. thing or yeah. if it's going to be very specific okay next up Florida with three exclamation marks what i know i the only thing that my mind does is relates it to the song slut like are they sister songs but then i'm like i don't know but why why florida why florida i I have even googled taylor swift florida reddit to see what reddit could come up with it was nothing like this it was just about the concerts and the tour so that one is like did anything happen when she was in Florida? Well, I tried to look, but the deep, dark Reddit forums had nothing for me. That's usually what I do is I go to Reddit because people always have thoughts and theories. Well, they do. Yeah. Have Reddit gets deep in there. Like when I hear Florida, my thought is like when you Google Florida man, da da da, and see what all the headlines are because they're absolute insanity. Yeah, I don't go there in my mind. I also think because Florence and the Machine is in this and because of the way that Florence and the Machine sounds, I feel like this could be a really fun upbeat. What if it's mm-hmm. something about like the girls getting together and having a girls weekend that nobody knew about, you know, like a weekend in Florida or something. Maybe, it, maybe it's Flo Rida. <laughs> and it's not Florence and the Machine. It's, it's not exactly <laughs> tricked you all red herring <laughs> that, doesn't, yeah, that doesn't sound like florence i know i i would also not be surprised if florida was kind of like an upbeat plucky whatever something maybe it's like a like palette cleanse from the first half yeah. of the album to the second half of it um I don't know, but that is just, Florida is not what I expected from Taylor. I would have expected Tennessee, Pennsylvania, California, New oh. York. So I just, I just Googled Joe Alwyn, Taylor Swift, Florida. And the Uh-oh. thing that came up is, while there is no confirmation about what Florida is about, fans have theorized that the song is about Swift's Eras tour show at Raymond J's James Stadium. That's when details about Swift and Joe Alwyn's breakup were made public. Okay, so my theory with this, with the breakup being made public, I think that they had broken up earlier and the information was not supposed to be leaked yet and his camp leaked the breakup. Oh. Yeah, it's really weird how that... Because even right before their breakup was announced, there was that leaked footage of her at his aunt's, at his great aunt's funeral. Wasn't that from a long time ago, though? That footage? I don't know. 
either way, if that is the like, hold on, I have to take off my headphones so that I can put on my hoodie because I'm getting chilly here. So enjoy this brief intermission while I just hold on. Can't can't I can't hear you anymore because I'm putting on the hoodie. Cause I'm a little bit chilly. It's her vision. And I want to be warm. Where are my headphones? Okay. Speaking of our sponsor. Speaking of our sponsor, this hoodie. This hoodie (laughs) is beautiful. And it bears the logo of Vigilante Gifts, which is statement bracelets for the loved and lonely. So if you want to show someone that you love them or you want to feel less lonely, Head over to vigilantegifts.com and shop our statement bracelets. You nailed that. I'm not sure what that little snake sound was at the end. I don't know either. That was a very off the cuff ad. So thank you. I liked it. Okay. Well, vigilante gifts. Vigilante gifts, and we're on our vigilante shit. And maybe Florida is a song of betrayal. Like, how dare you fuck me over in Florida? Florida, Florida, come on! I I want it to be a hype up song about a girlfriend's trip in Florida, but that's you party in Florida. You party in okay. Florida. Guilty as sin. Sin. First track on side C with a question mark. Guilty as sin. No question mark. Question marks are usually left for my man harry and his songs question dot 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 question mark wait what it hold on wait ride this, out. Presses. Ride this out with me and Here. again it's totally totally my brain making things up and not at all related to anything there's no factual evidence about any of this but my and mind that's the underpinnings for this entire podcast proceed make <laughs> up <laughs> <laughs> rumors accidentally left right and center and we apologize because it's not i've done that in the past i've been like i was like did you not like taylor swift is like six foot one six two or something i was wrong i was just like i thought that was it and then someone like reported that fact back to me and i was like oh no i said that that was wrong she's not that (laughs) tall my bad (laughs) two yeah they're like you you said it so confidently i'm like yeah that's the secret to life anyway she is is, anyway Guilty as sin. Obviously, this is about infidelity. So, side. And now here's something that I find really interesting about the word sin. Okay? Okay. Sin. Oh, she's going to go deep. Is a religious term. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Outside of religious construct. Do people refer to doing something wrong as sin? Right. No, they don't. So guilty as sin with a question mark. It it really alludes to the fact that something was done that can probably be that you're kind of like, hmm, yeah, maybe that can be perceived as wrong. But is it? Well, guilty as sin. Like, okay, so someone judged you for it. Mm-hmm. You're you're guilty according to their assessment. Wow. Are you though? Did you do anything wrong? You know? Yeah. That's Reputation what I is I did something bad. That's and then it's what, like yeah. guilty as sin. 
what the fuck is sin anyway? Yeah. And like, when I think about guilt, it's like guilt. I love talking about feelings. We know I love deconstructing feelings. Guilt guilt is a feeling that tells you you've acted out of alignment with your values. Mm -hmm. Okay. When you're dealing with something like sin within the construct of a religious organization, you're behaving according to an organization's values. So when you're looking at something that is like guilty as sin, so it's like, okay, I did something bad according to the values of who? Did I even decide this for myself? Exactly. Is this even a bad thing? It makes me think of like, she goes out one night and maybe is like overly flirtatious or jeweled or testing boundaries, but really with everything that's been going on and that has been done to her in comparison is what she doing really a sin, right? Like that's, that's the vibe that I get. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't get guilty as sin as coming off of her as her blaming anyone and saying Mm -hmm. guilty as sin. I get it as like, am I guilty though? Yes. I think it's like, she's spent a lot of her life taking on responsibility and assuming that like, if someone said she did something wrong, it means that she did something wrong and she needs to change it. But that kept becoming older and wiser and uh, uh, ah, um, (laughs) uh, she, she maybe it has a little more of that, like awareness and examination of like, maybe this isn't so bad. Yeah. So, yeah. So we, we hope that guilty as sin is a self-reflective examination of like, is this actually wrong? And dropping shame. Yes. Yes. Okay. So the next one is who's afraid of little old me? And I like to believe that this has something to do with politics. Mm. The whole, when she voiced her opinion on politics and she made that one single tweet Mm-hmm. And all the Republicans lost their mind. Mm-hmm. So offended, and they put her down instantly. And how can one little person cause such an uproar? Mm-hmm. Are you so, so unstable on yes. your end, so insecure yes. that you are afraid of yeah. one little person? Yeah interesting and I just read a thread and it was a man who wrote it and he said something like it was something like I don't listen to Taylor Swift I've never been a Taylor Swift fan but my favorite thing about Taylor Swift is how insecure she makes all the little Republicans feel about themselves and he he said something along the lines of like how insecure like misogynistic men feel so threatened by her or whatever. Uh, yep. Well, I wonder too, if this will be one of those songs where it starts from this place of like, oh, little old me, like I am, um, I don't know, things that like kind of diminish her power and impact. And then as the song goes on, it gets turned around and it's like, well, you should be afraid. Yeah. Of like little yeah. old me. Absolutely. So, like, the, like when she does the man on her tour and she does like the whole 
like this so strong right like you make me feel like I'm the man yeah that's the vibe I get from who's afraid of little me yes I love that I love that I love that too I feel like that's gonna be a song that becomes one of my affirmations or something (laughs) when I'm getting ready for work and I'm like guess what Mallory you're gonna conquer the world today because you may be little but Who's afraid a little old me? Everybody. <laughs> Everybody. And if you're not, you should be. <laughs> oh, my lantern. All right. All and right, then right. this one. I can fix him. No, really, I can. I can hear her say it. Like, can you not? I can hear Taylor's voice say it. Yes. And so I. I no, really, I can. I wonder if this one is going to be not about one specific person but about a reflection of a pattern interesting interesting because so much of her writing in the last few years as much as it will call out the things that like happened to her the people that hurt her and stuff like that there is a like maturity pulled back element of like self-awareness that has come Mm -hmm. with a lot of it I think Yeah. yeah and so it would be really curious if that song is actually a reflection of her patterns. And then, and then I wonder if, as we see like the writing that comes out of her relationship with, with Travis Kelsey, it's like, she's in a relationship where she doesn't have to fix him. Yeah. Like, and so that's where I would, I would love to see. Or like if she goes somewhere with it, with like, I can fix him. No, really I can, but I won't. Ooh. Or, but I, or but I I don't need to or I shouldn't have to yeah have yeah just because you can do something doesn't mean you should yeah. do something as my kid likes yeah. to say because she can make all the bad guys good for a weekend Ooh. but maybe she doesn't want to yeah okay next one l-o-m-l okay you lead with this one so this is like very curious and immediately I told you I texted you when I saw LOML I thought okay I know it's highly likely that it's not related at all mm-hmm. but Harry Styles has a song called Love of My Life and mm-hmm. the acronyms that it's used is LOML to refer mm-hmm. to that song and I have heard speculation and of course this is just the hailers being crazy I am one of them I, I own that yep um, here for it and I don't personally think that that song of his is about Taylor. Others have speculated that it is, but that he's just alluding to it being him talking about London mm-hmm. um, so that he doesn't actually have to give up who the song is about if he makes it sound like it's about London. Because when it when he sings it, it's, we can take a walk through the afternoon, go to Johnny's spot, you know, like all these little things. Anyways, I don't think that it's meant to be related to that at all, but it did get me excited just because if LOML stands for love of my life, then they both have songs that are love of my life. And they also have songs called daylight and they also have a song called Caroline. It's too cute. Like, here, what do you call that? Star, star cross lovers or what do you yeah, call yeah. that? Yeah. 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 What it is? I mean, I, according to what was it? Mastermind. Is that the one where she mentions star cross lovers? They're perfect for each other, but they're also perfect not together. Like I was like, they don't, they're not, even if they're not meant to be together and they're never going to be together again, that's totally satisfying. Love both those people as humans. 
Yeah. I'm like looking at the track list here. I'm like, we're the first letter. So I was thinking it would be really funny if that one is actually I O M L, <laughs> not L O M L. <laughs> I don't think so though, because they both look exactly. No. Look at the I. No, I don't. I don't think so either. I'm like trying to join in. I think that it's L O M L in lowercase, but yeah. because the rest of them are titled with an uppercase for the first letter. I was like, wouldn't that be hilarious if it was I O M L and everyone's like. Ah! It's like the Harry Styles song, and it was an. She I. made up a word. It's actually She <laughs> Now she's used every word in the dictionary. She's now at the point where she has to make her own words up. This the Swift. Starting with Iomo. Yeah, I. I almost <laughs> fell in love with him. <laughs> Iomo definition. So. The state of almost. almost. Oh, I, I, almost I was drinking and I almost did it. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's about the love of her life being herself or her music or her cats. Maybe it's not even love of my life at all. Maybe it's maybe left it's- left on my ledge. Ooh. Maybe it's leave out my loft. Lay off my life. Ooh, that's way better than let out my loft. Either way, the guess is it's an acronym for something. Um, oh, never mind. I was going to bring up her cats. Olivia, yeah. Meredith, but then what yep. would the be? No. I don't know. We don't know. That one's a question mark for a few reasons. Yes. But the speculation is if that stands for love of my life. That would be fun to explore. Yes. Who knows what that, maybe it's about the fans. Yeah. She could have totally taken like the route that Harry took and it's not actually a person. It's an idea or thought. Yeah, the thing that like fuels her. Yep. Yep. Question mark, we'll see. On to track 13. 13. I I can do do it with a broken heart. It's totally her tour. It's totally about her tour. Yeah. Right? Like, her team was probably so worried about her because, Taylor, is this really the time that you want to be cutting off your relationship of six years? I can do it with broken heart. And then when she cried the first night singing Champagne Problems. That was... Because you can see PR. The PR... The PR aspect of it would be, this is a horrible time to announce that you've broken up with Joe Alwyn. Mm -hmm. And what if you get put in a bad light? What if he starts saying things that put you in a bad light? You're just Mm -hmm. kicking off the floor. Are you emotionally and mentally stable enough to do this? Oh, it makes me think of Kate. Did you ever see the Katy Perry movie? Yes. (gasps) Yes. She's sobbing in her makeup chair. And then she's like, Sobbing okay. like she's going up the stage with her microphone in her hand and then she plasters on a smile and yeah. yeah. I wonder if there's also an element to this one where it's like I can do it with a broken heart, but I can't do it with like a compromised soul or whatever, mm-hmm. where it's like there are things that I can move forward with and like I can heal from a broken heart. What yeah. I cannot do is spend the rest of my life right. sacrificing and compromising for someone who won't do the same. Like both things like are broken hard. hearts heal. 
pick your heart, right? Yep. I've had my, my heart broken before and it has healed. And, Mm -hmm. and so I wonder if I can do it with a broken heart is more of a positive song Mm -hmm. than we might think. Yeah. Where it's like, these are the things that I can do. Yeah. I like that idea. Okay. All right. The smallest man who ever lived. I think this is probably about Scooter Braun. Ooh. I know that the speculation is like, ooh, that's that's such a general well, jack. It's it's hard because I think there's gonna be a tendency, myself included, to want to make everything about Joe on this album, but that's but not I don't the case. She has she so much more was- going on in her life than him. And she was with him for six years. And although that breakup was probably like very, very hard for her, I still don't think it trumps the hurt she felt over everything that went down with her albums. And so I don't yep. think she's ever going to have an album where she doesn't address that in a song. Yeah. Yep. The level of betrayal. Yeah. And what That's a way to that. calm him down than to call him the smallest man that ever lived. Oh, what's Scooter Braun's height? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, get out of here. You know what? You play D&D. So if I want to talk to my best friend about Taylor Swift and her new Who audience, is real. Who is a real person. I haven't seen Sean. her. for all I know. Could be CGI. Well, I mean, your shirt matches. That'd be a plot so. twist. Blurry, I am. Oh, whoa, whoa! Sean's losing it's his shirt. This is a family show. Hey, this is a family show. Okay, I'm almost done. We are literally at the last two songs. I can't plus the bonus. Dishes because I have a broken finger. Oh, we all feel so bad for you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> Sean, hockey and broke his finger in barely hockey. Oh man, rough life. Okay. <laughs> Okay, the alchemy. Okay, I have thoughts on this. Let's hear it. So I googled what an alchemist is. Mm-hmm. You know what an alchemist is? Someone who turns things into other things. So historically, alchemists. Um, let me go back to the Google definition so I don't butcher this. Because I love this. I love this so much. Um. First of all. A seemingly magical process of transformation, creation, or combination. Finding the right person who's, or finding the person who's right for you requires a very subtle alchemy. But also, a medieval chemical science and speculative philosophy aiming to achieve the transmutation of the base metals into gold. This is a song Mm -hmm. about her trying to transform Joe into something that he's not because her his love was golden. Mm-hmm. Every time she sings about him, he made things golden or whatever, right? Mm. I think she tried so hard to convince herself that he was this on a pedestal guy. Mm-hmm. And so she took these scrap medals Mm-hmm. And trying to be an alchemist into transitioning it into something gold. Mm. Interesting. And then I wonder if, like, the end of that is that, like, the alchemy didn't pan out or whatever. Like, 
Interesting. Cause there's also, there's the book, um, the alchemist, and which is all about like your purpose and stuff like that. I can't tell if someone's knocking on my door. What is happening here? Is that so the dog? Is another example of alchemy is also, um, taking like herbs and different things and trying to create them to create a cure for disease. Ooh, we thought a sh- yeah, the cure would come through. through but now I fear time, it won't. Yeah. Yeah. So I read that too. Because this is, I'll tell you, when I listen to Taylor's music and I listen to all these, like, like when she says things like Machiavellian, oh, I'm like, there's no way that girl didn't run to Google, see if that word was what she thought it meant, and then played along with the definitions that came up in Google. Mm-hmm. So like, I feel like when she comes up with these words like alchemy and manuscript, she's yeah. going to Google and she's looking at the definitions and then she's taking those definitions and twisting them into these beautiful yeah. that There was that- like, um, so a random reference between like a word that she used in sweet nothings and I don't know whether or not you came across the email that um her dad had sent to I think it was Scott Borchetta earlier in her career it's like this 11 page email that is just like low-key out of pocket unhinged but also is what it is one of the lines in that email he references people glad handing each other and that came up in Sweet Nothings, where she's like, all these smooth talking hucksters are out glad handing each other. Oh. And I'm just like, again, I'm... that's that's not like necessarily anything to like hang your hat on, but I hadn't heard the term glad handing. Yeah. Until that song. And then to hear it again in a letter that her dad wrote a decade prior is like, it's just really interesting. But I yeah. don't disagree so... that like if something pops up, she probably does confirm what it is i can still see you yeah sorry my battery on my laptop's dying and i don't have my cord and i'm terrified oh no how close are you to the end i'm nine percent okay we can finish we can finish so you win i've lost you you can't hear me i can hear you i can't see you you don't know where zoom is there you are okay i'm back okay good okay we have nine percent to work with here so that's good it's it's good to have a uh a thing to work with so We have anyway, two left. The next so one is Clara Bow. Yes. And I want to hear what you were saying. Okay. At the beginning of this. So I looked up Clara Bow was an actress in the like early century, whatever, 1900s, who mm-hmm. maybe she was born like 1905, 1906, something like that. But she was an actress in silent films and one of the few who made a successful transition from silent films to talkies. And her life was also under heavy media speculation, specifically around her romantic life. And she oh. ended up suffering from emotional turmoil, mental breakdown. And after she got married, she retired. Oh, okay. You're right on track with that. That has to be it. it so I feel like, yeah. And I feel like there's yeah. going to be some reference to like the lucky one from Red, like yes. those vibes. Yeah. In terms of like, yeah, because she was one of the most successful actresses in that era. Um, But the pressure eventually drove her mad. There's nothing like a mad woman. Like a mad woman. What a shame she went mad. And so 
It's really interesting to me that that is the last track of the main album. Yes. Because then there's also the bonus track. And the bonus track is called The Manuscript. And I think it's worth noting that the last track on the 3 a.m. edition of Midnight's was Dear Reader. Which is a letter. Which is a... Yeah. But is Dear Reader priming us for the manuscript? That's why it's like, I need to listen. Dear Reader 2.0. Like, and then what happens after? It's like, Dear Reader, this is like your foreword, the beginning of it. The manuscript is the initial draft that's delivered. Okay. And then, you know, the final version comes after that. So what if she pulls a folklore evermore on us? And there's another new album coming like less than a year from now. I think the next new album's coming at the end of the Eras tour. Yes, but what if it's the follow-up to the Tortured Poets department? Department. Also, maybe I have, and I don't know if this goes along with the 112 days theory. I don't do the math on that because God, even for Taylor Swift, I can't do that kind of math. No, I have limits. Yeah. Um. So I've told you my Moana theory mm-hmm. in that the live action movie of Moana is coming out in 2025. Mm-hmm. And I feel like because of that picture of Taylor Swift in the karma video where she's laying down as the mountain mm-hmm. resembles Tafiti when she's had her heart restored. Mm-hmm. I feel like she's going to feature on the Moana soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It'll be, it'll be once she has all of her own music going again, because then she will, it's like returning. The, the heart, heart has returned. Heart has returned. Interesting. Interesting. So Taka was defeated before her heart was returned. And I feel like reputation era, t- era Taylor is to call. Possibly. I'm the, so, the, the thing that I'm, makes me like unsure about that theory is because there were so many other goddesses worked into that video that like, if she, can you hear my kid crying by the way? No, but I saw the eye movement. The oh Yeah. No, I can like low-key hear that he's upset about something, but that's not my problem right now. Um, So if that had been like the only goddess that was referenced in the music video, but I'm not, I'm not ruling it out. I'm not ruling it out. No, I don't think, I think it's an Easter egg for that. Yeah. I don't think the whole video is because that's what's going to happen. I feel like because this is a whole year and a half away. But that's not the only goddess in that video. No, but I don't even think she's a goddess when she's a mountain. Like, is that a specific goddess? I thought that was just an illustration. Like, I thought that was just a imagery. Great question. I don't know, to and be honest. because I couldn't figure out what that imagery would be. But then all of a sudden, I was watching Moana. And I saw as one does. Moana yep. Lake, as one does. It's my one of my top three Disney movies. Well, Rightfully like, so. Um. I, li- I ran to Google, ran, 
because I remember Taylor Swift playing in the mountain. And then I found all the comparison pictures and they are stacked. Like her also is the same. The expression I ran to Google is a really funny one. Cause I think like I ran to Google, my phone is right beside me. So I literally <laughs> I reached as far as I could. Fingers. Finger ran. <laughs> I finger ran to Google. I finger ran to do a da, 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 to find out. So but anyways, okay. So I, yeah. Either way. I think, I think that the manuscript is going to be a foreshadowing of some kind of like what is to come. Oh yeah. But I think, I mean, it- foreshadow another album absolutely i think we're gonna get the tortured poets department and then i think we're gonna get like rep and debut re-recordings mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then i think we're gonna get the next fresh one yeah i also think we're still gonna get karma the long lost album i hope so i wonder if that's gonna be album 13 well yeah and it would make sense with my Wolana theory because she could release three albums before summer 2025. You're not wrong. Good. You're not Especially wrong. Two of them are re-records, right? Because she dropped Speak Now and um, 1989. Yep. Within four or five months of each other. Yep. Yep. And I also, oh, fuck. I love how she had like everyone changing their profile pictures to black and white. So we're like, reputation. And then she's like, psych, TS11 is black and white, bitches. Yeah. I still think that she's I even think this weekend she's gonna drop rep I don't think I think rep is going to be a surprise drop yeah I just think that it's I feel like it's gonna have to have a significant time drop but Mm -hmm. I feel like it's not going to be announced like I don't think she's gonna go to Tokyo and be like Mm -mm. I'm releasing Reputation. It's going to come out in May 28th. I think it's mm-hmm. honestly going to be like, and now I'm excited to tell you that Reputation will be live at midnight. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I honestly feel like it's going to, because there will be no explanation. There will just be Reputation and bam, there will be Reputation. And I Imagine like, oh. she didn't even like actually announce it, but it was like the, the concert ends, the air is tour, whatever. They're doing like the big karma, whatever. And they all turn to walk off the stage and then it just goes. Reputation yeah. now available. Yes, I know. This is what I'm saying. It's going to be like, no one's going to expect it. And the red herring on her website. I know. I swear it's because she's throwing us off the scent of reputation with this new album. There was another reference to a red herring in a past era. Um, I think it was during her little vault scavenger hunt on Google. One of the answers was red hair. I feel like it was before that, but you might be right. Either way, whoever knows. For another time. What the hell? Dr. Hours. Taylor Allison Swift is going to do. Yes. We have no idea every time that we think we know. She just surprises us. And now we've officially, on the record, made our potential predictions of what's yes. coming with the tortured poets department out april 18th 18th yeah my nephew's birthday so it's gonna come out either we're gonna try and make it work so that we can listen to it together Mm -hmm. those reactions Mm -hmm. or we will listen and immediately follow up with our reactions so that we can compare it to this yes and between now and then at every opportunity 
we're going to try and hop on and record oh, yes. all of our thoughts. But we'll, we'll see you again schedule. in two years. Yeah, we'll see you the next. <laughs> we'll see you the next time that I see you. And yeah. anyone who made it this long listening, thank you so much. We are so glad that you are as unwell and obsessed as we are. You are our people. So and maybe we'll send you a bracelet for listening. This yes. Long. Yes. If you've listened this long, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> let us know. We'll happily send you a bracelet. Care of Vigilante Gifts, our wonderful podcast sponsor. And, and it'll say, the bracelet will say, tortured podcast or tortured poets podcast. Just has to, sorry. Well, I mean, that's very long though. We'll figure yeah, something out. We'll figure out something that makes it really special. And we will send it your way to say thank you for being one of our inaugural listeners. Um, Mallory, it'll is there- also market. It'll also market our podcast because yeah. we need all that. Oh, right what are you going to do? Mallory, is there anything else that you want to share with the wonderful people before we sign off here? Justine, there's so many things I want to share. I've okay. Numerous things, but they can't all be shared right now. And if I get into it, I won't stop for another two Yeah, hours. I was really just asking for a formality. So I can't, I can't be formal. Okay, so, great. So the answer- I can always blurt out things sporadically. <laughs> I blurt sporadically. There's no middle ground. No, no. Okay, fantastic. Well, be sure to- like and subscribe and all that good stuff stay tuned for our next episode you can always come say hi over on instagram we are tortured poets pod and that's all for now we'll see you next time all right thanks for listening